0: Friends, our second lesson today is the story of the resurrection from Mark's Gospel, the 16th chapter, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we want nothing more than to hear you speak your words of love and grace into our lives. And so we ask that you would quiet the voices in our heads, that you would be in every word that is spoken and every meditation of our hearts and minds. Speak, Lord, we pray, for your people are listening. Amen. So there's an old fable, probably not true, that is told about the Greek mathematician Archimedes. And the story is that the king at that time had taken a lot of gold to the blacksmith and wanted him to make a golden crown. And when the king gets the crown back, he feels as though the blacksmith may not have been honest. He's worried that it's not pure gold. And so he takes the crown to Archimedes and says... I need you to figure out if this is actually solid gold or if the blacksmith has been dishonest. So the story goes, Archimedes spent weeks thinking about how he was going to figure this out until one day he was taking a bath and he filled his tub all the way full. And when he lowered his body into the tub, of course, the water ran off. And Archimedes figured that because of his own volume and weight, it was displacing the water. And he realized that he could do that with the gold crown, put it in the water, see how much water was displaced, see how it compares to solid gold. So he's figured out this huge problem, and the legend goes, he's so excited, he runs naked down the street screaming, Eureka, Eureka, which means I have found it. This story really talks about how we as humans, we love to figure stuff out, don't we? We like to understand. We want to know how something works, and we like to know all of that so that we can also know what it means. But there are a lot of things in our lives that we can't understand. And today we are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And so the question is, how do we explain that? What kind of meaning do we give to it? That's the same question that the women had when they were going to the tomb. They did not have a single expectation that Jesus would not be there. In fact, their biggest worry is just getting into the tomb. And so when they go and the stone is rolled away and they're told that he is risen, they are absolutely shocked. They are filled with terror and amazement. Terror because this is a person who has been dead and is now raised, and who knows what that means? Amazement, that if this is true, the power that our God must have in Jesus Christ. They're filled with terror and amazement. And you know, Mark's gospel is the first gospel that was ever written down. It was written about 60 years after Jesus died, and so Mark's gospel essentially ends here. We know the evidence shows that Jesus has risen. There has been a resurrection, but we are left with these women who are just frightened, who are filled with terror and amazement. I don't know about you, but there have been several times in my life when I've been filled with terror and amazement. I can think of standing outside the door, getting ready to walk down the aisle to get married, filled with terror because I didn't know a thing about being married, And filled with amazement that I was going to get to spend the rest of my life with the best person I knew. I've been filled with terror and amazement when they put both my baby girls in my arms for the first time. Sheer terror, because I know of all the things I do in my life, being their mom will be by far the most important one. And amazement at the love you immediately have for them when they come into this world. I have felt terror and amazement when I was ordained as a minister of word and sacrament. And I was on my knees in my home church and everyone had a hand on me. And that weight pressing down on my shoulders filled me with terror because I believe the church of Jesus Christ deserves the very best. And I also know that I am not that. But filled with amazement that still yet I was called and God was going to use me in some sort of way. We all have those places in our lives that are filled with terror and amazement. The places where we come to and something is so much bigger than us, something that is so much scarier than us, something we never could have imagined we are confronted with. And we find that time and time again, our Lord and Savior turns our terror into amazement. And so the women who are at the tomb and are filled with terror and amazement, they go away. But we know the rest of the story. We know that our Lord and Savior loves us each so very much that he got up from the grave in order to be in the world with us. So I don't know that I can explain the resurrection. I do think terror and amazement is the only proper response but I think we can talk a little bit about what it means. And I was thinking about that this past week when I heard about the story of a man named Orlando Hall. Orlando Hall had been in prison for 25 years and was scheduled for execution. And he was in a prison in a really small town in Indiana, and he asked for them to find him a spiritual advisor. And so they sent out an email to all the local congregations and said, Orlando Hall needs a spiritual advisor and no one responded. And so then they called around to a few churches, no one responded. And finally, someone went to Mr. Ner who was a professor and he lived in this small community and they said, you're very involved in your congregation, would you meet with Orlando? Mr. Ner said, you know, I'm not ordained but I guess I could talk with him. And so he starts meeting with Orlando and they read scriptures together and he teaches Orlando prayers. He teaches him the prayers of the last rites and he meets with him for several weeks and then finally when it's done, the week before Orlando is to die, Orlando says, Mr. Nara, I have just one more thing to ask you. Will you be in the room when I am executed. Mr. Nurse said, I really don't want to do that, Orlando. Can you tell me why it's important to you? And Orlando said, I just want to go in that room and know that there is one person who is for me, that there is one person who believes in my goodness and knows who I am. That's what the resurrection gives to us. It gives to us a Lord and Savior who is always in the world for us, who believes in the best that you can be, who will meet you in any circumstance and will always be for you and with you. Our God loves all of humanity so much that he is not content to remain in the grave, but instead, as the scripture said, gets up and goes before us. That's what the man in the tomb tells the women Jesus has gone before you, and Jesus has gone before you too. And there is no circumstance where you will find yourself. There is no situation that you will ever be in that our Lord and Savior is not also there for you and with you, wanting life and love for you. That's what the resurrection is. I certainly can't explain it but I can tell you that over and over again in our lives, the Lord God meets us where we are and you will walk out of this place and into the rest of your life and into every moment of your future. Jesus Christ will be there with you and for you as a gift of God's great love. You will watch over and over again as your terror is turned to amazement, not because of who we are, but because of who Christ is. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.